today. Did that happen, ladies? Uh, no. 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 Well, tell me why. Because, go ahead, Angie. Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> um, Trump's Muslim ban essentially went into effect today, and there were, what, 50 refugees being detained? Like at we're DFW trying to win airport. a fucking trophy for something? Um, right, being detained at the airport. So uh, there was a protest, and we decided to drop everything and go join that. I kind of feel like I want to throw it to the to the traffic reporter next to talk about the actual protest, but I won't. Um, so w- what did we do today, Anju? We went and we stood up for what's right. We went and we um, were part of a large, vociferous group of people demanding the release of fellow human beings based on the false claim that borders are legitimate. But. You know, whatever. Um, <laughs> countries are sovereign. Borders really aren't legitimate. It's a thing we made up to keep people in line. Um, that may be too much of a hot opinion for this late at night. But uh, we did not get a chance to fully record the massive plans we had today. So first off, we would like to apologize for being behind schedule. I know you guys have only heard one episode of us and are already in love and demand more. I don't. Put your pitchforks down. Put your pitchforks down. We've rescheduled our lives to make you happy. Um, But right now, we just want to talk about... We're just going to vent for about 20 minutes about what the hell happened today in the first seven days of New America. All right, who wants to start? Who well, ha- well, okay, uh, all right, yeah, never mind. Miranda, will start. <laughs> are we starting with the recap of the seven days, or are we starting with the... I, you know, I just want to say, I just, I just, you know, remember when we, like, were, like, super excited about today? <laughs> and we were, like, so stoked, and we recorded our, first, you know, our pilot... And we were pumped. I was going to feed my dogs, take them to the dog park. My F.A. Yellow Lab met two other dogs and wouldn't go number two. And that's why it took much longer for us to, you know, hit play again. But in the time... Well, then also we decided to go eat ourselves. That's true. Well, I mean, we did want to go eat food. But it, you know, because it's Lunar New Year, it was actually, yeah, Year of the Rooster. Hashtag Year of the Hot Cock. That's <laughs> and and in the time, I mean, we knew the current events, we knew what was happening, but we didn't know, no, we didn't know how it was being enacted, how it was being enforced, and this was about what four o'clock, five o'clock, mm-hmm. and so I let my dogs out, and in the time. It took for Lucky to not even poop at all because all he was too busy like playing with other dogs. I come back and find out we have detainees. That the the ban that the current president of the United States signed by executive order limits the ingress, aka the entry of peoples from seven predominantly quote-unquote Muslim countries. Apparently, regardless of their actual, you know, visa status. Right. 
regardless of green card or, or you know, stamped visa, whatever. However, I would just like to point out that the countries not on the list are countries where there are significant business ties um, to the President of the United States and or have oil money. <laughs> if you notice, the United Arab Emirates and Saudi Arabia are not on the list um, of, of people who are not granted Pakistan also not on that list. Pakistan not on the list. Indonesia. Despite the fact that the White House specifically referenced San Bernardino as their excuse for why this was so necessary. Exactly. And, and Indonesia is not on the list, and Indonesia is a hotbed of Muslim radicalism right now. So. Um, oh, but that's not the kind of Muslims that people think of. Oh yeah, no, just brown Muslims. Right. right. Okay. Okay. Uh, kill me. Yeah. So I, I just, you know, we were. We were paying attention, we knew what was going on, and we wanted to celebrate the Chinese New Year by going to where, Bridget? We were going to go to Royal China and have handful of noodles and really nice steamed dumplings. Yes, because this is America, we're fucked up shit. Never mind. Can we talk about the fact that uh, this place was chock full of non-Asian people for Lunar New Year? Yeah, it was... Because people go home, it's Thanksgiving. It was busy, yeah. <laughs> it was busy y'all. It was like an hour wait. And so we got drunk somewhere else. Like all those people were white. <laughs> all those people were white. Right, yeah, yeah. But I've, I go to that restaurant all the time. And all I'm not, I'm not yeah, talking about yeah. the lack of food. I'm just saying that on a day that we're talking about immigration, the fact that a bunch of white people are eating Asian food for an Asian holiday. That's a kind of very good me. point that brings up the melting potness of America. And, you know, but, but, but thanks for saying that because I feel as though the only thing that is acceptable about people of a certain race sometimes Any is only... Race? or any other race, is the food that they bring, the music that they bring, the dance that they bring, the colors, the and the clothes that they bring. And I don't know. The what, wow. the what can we appropriate? Oh, what can we appropriate? Oh my god, you know, let's all put bindies on. Yeah. Remember that was a trend? Mm -hmm. Thanks, no doubt. But she was dating Tony Canal, and that was a big breakup album. Da -da 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 -da, I'll, I'll give Gwen Stefani a pass right. on that. I'm going to give Gwen Stefani a pass on that, but like, that became a trend, and it was just like, like <laughs> Tony Canal and his mom oh, got some answering to Who's do. For the record, y'all that white That's ball. another, that's <laughs> another <laughs> podcast. That's another podcast, but we, we were waiting, we, we drank at another restaurant, and then we were waiting, and we finally got almost into this Chinese restaurant. Like almost. Ten, ten minutes we away waited an hour. Yeah. And then I think my blood boiled yeah. to the top. And we all decided... We were watching social media and seeing how crazy things were getting at DFW. So because we are conscientious and also because we are Indian, um, we went to the grocery store to buy food. Um, and supplies. Water, and water to, for the people being detained. Um, and props to us for also including feminine products in that because... Props to you, Pooja. That was your idea. That was your idea. Oh, well, thank you. I'm just very aware that sometimes you get caught places and it's really inconvenient. And I thought nobody would think of that. Mm -hmm. So fast forward and we will go back through with the, yeah. everything. But uh, we found out, you know, by the time we left, and, uh, and we'll explain... Uh, 
it was explained to us that some of the people that were left were elderly, sick. Yeah, let's talk about this. There were 50 people apparently being detained. Something happened to 41 of them where they magically disappeared, apparently. And they released three, but... (laughs) Three of whom two were green card holders and one was actually a dual citizen. Right. And then they magically found three more people who entered the country before we left. Um, to add back to the original set so back to nine that they have quote unquote track of are nine. It's not like they were playing hide and go seek in Terminal D. Right. And this is also information given to us while we were in the terminal via a woman with a megaphone <laughs> that we could not lay eyes on because the crowds were maybe thirty deep. So right. with with very good walk spaces in between, props to DFW security, props to the Dallas, the Dallas Police Department, mm-hmm. yes. props to the people who work at the airport, um, and props to fellow protesters who showed up there just to say our piece and nothing else. Um, it wasn't overly hot, it wasn't overly crowded, it was orderly, you could hear instructions, props to the protesters of Dallas-Fort Worth. Like, it looks like we're going to run a machine if every weekend we're going to be out here. So And uh, we ended up... Contributing our supplies, um, they were being used for to feed and give water to, and like snacks and uh, water and pizza to the protesters to keep them going. And the woman, the there was a lady from the, I think she said she was from the Islamic Center. Yes. Okay. Uh, near Richardson. Shout out, Candace. Yes, Candace. Hey, um, we uh, were. She told us that she's going to personally deliver supplies. I got mittens, hats. Um, I brought food as well, but any supplies that were not used, she was going to take straight there to give aid to refugees in whatever ways they can. But yeah, there was a steady stream of pizza being delivered. There were people carrying the pizza through the crowds, carrying water, carrying snacks to make sure that everybody was um, keeping their energy up. And apparently at one point, um, the airport employees actually came out with water for the protesters, which was pretty cool. And And they couldn't, I mean, this was more consistent yelling and screaming than I heard at the Dallas Women's March. Me too, by far. They went, they wouldn't stop. This crowd was ruckus. And somebody came out and said that the energy is, the energy was feeding the spirits of the people who are being detained, and as well as the attorneys back there and the representatives of the ACLU who are trying to undo this damage that has been perpetrated um, against these people and the American people. Um, and they said that the the buoyancy of the crowd is what's keeping people going. So, you know, volunteer care is a big part of any nonprofit and success, speaking from experience. And I feel like that was a really well, well-intentioned group. Everything ran well. Um, you know, if protests are like that all the time, then, you know, maybe we should get a punch card. So, you know. <laughs> I, uh, I was, I'm just going to say, it's mm-hmm. been two weeks and two protests. I think we need punch cards anyway. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Ten, you're right. Buy ten, get, buy five, get one free. Right. And so, the, I mean, I, we are scheduled to attend, at least, two, you know, 66% of us are scheduled to attend the immigration march in May. I wonder if that's... 
So 100% of us were going to attend the immigration march. I wonder if that gets moved up now, considering this. It should, because May is way too damn far away for that. Mm, Permits and stuff. And then there's the science march. Let's not forget that. Mm -hmm. Science march. You know you done did wrong when the nerds get angry enough to organize. Nerds are content to staying in the locker and not being seen, but here they go. Here they go. Like... Okay, so let's talk about the last seven days, and keep in mind we have 93 more to go until he gives an official speech about the bullshit that has happened. Um, day one, like 100 executive orders get signed between the 19th and the 20th, some of which include the dismantling of the Department of Justice, um, as well as... The global gag rule. The global gag rule, as well as the reinstatement of the Keystone Pipeline. And DAPL. And DAPL. And defunding several programs that don't cost us barely. They do not cost the American taxpayer. One of them, i got to say, was actually free. It was self-funded. <laughs> the sound you hear is me yeah, hitting my just hand like, my I just can't handle that. But... Um, the National Endowment of the Arts, the National Endowment of the Humanities, the uh, wanting to privatize PBS, public broadcasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and I just I don't get it. Minority business developments. I uh, they took off the pages from the website. Uh, that were bilingual change. and about climate change and the LGBTQ uh, page and this is exactly the person we told you about we told you you know what I mean uh, everybody's like oh I don't think he's really going to be really why are you taking that chance why did you take that chance why when this was a possibility. Did you think, well, none of the candidates really represent me. Why didn't you go, wow, that guy seems like a fascist. I think I'm going to vote for this other person who everybody's being really misogynistic toward. Uh, you know, she's not perfect. Who is perfect? She would be a better candidate for this country. You know what? She's not the person for me, but I'm going to make sure that this fascist isn't our president. Why was that not thought through? Because there is a double standard in this country. Like, that's all it is. Because nobody's sitting here calling for his impeachment when we find out this week that his Gmail is attached to the POTUS address mm-hmm. of Twitter. And that people try that's to... Several of the senior administration um, are using private emails. Exactly. On And he's using his home cell phone, his personal cell phone, to send out his crazy-ass tweets. So... What now? Where Hillary at? What y'all got to say about that? I'm waiting. Literally, I will sit here and wait on, on, on Miranda's couch until somebody comes tell, comes to tell me that it's not a double standard and prove it with some facts, please. Because anything you say at this point... Oh, yeah. And also, can we not talk about Benghazi ever again? Because what else got cut? What else got funding cut? The State, the State Department. Department. Oh, That's right. And, and what else did... The, with our senior most embedded and... Uh, experienced State Department officials do, walked out. They can't stand for this. Like, people decide, like, this is becoming a conspiracy theory podcast. So just to be clear, people, ambassadors were recalled as of the day of this inauguration and not replaced. Senior administration at the State Department has walked out, and we have a Muslim ban 
that is affecting people all around the world. Let's not forget about the science denial that's happening that's caused all Twitter to explode. <laughs> and all Twitter the motherfucking wall. Oh. I this seven days. That's just been seven days. And you know what? I pointed this out. And a twenty percent tariff on Mexican imports to pay for that wall. Yeah, uh, this is this is I'm going to say what I want to say. And you can agree, you can disagree, fine. But if you protested this election because of A, B, C, D, E, F, or G, and it didn't cross your mind that it might be important to keep Donald Trump out of office. Oh my God. Yeah, no, it's like what happened that the good old days was what, what, were when we were shocked that Steve Bannon was, was nominated. Like that, that's so now I'm shocked that he's on the freaking what national security council. Yes. But it's like our bottom keeps getting lower because you can say the good old days was when he was talking about, um, you know, I don't even know what anything he said that ever made sense to me for me <laughs> to call it a good old day. But when he was on a campaign trail, that was a good old day because this reality was not, was not in effect when he was president elect. It was a good old day for like four seconds when we thought maybe he'll, you know, pick senior advisors who are experienced and know what they're doing and none of these picks flout ethics rules, but that didn't happen. So now our good old day was when he did that because now like the freedom of people of the world is at stake. Like, and already countries are going to retaliate against us. So now you're not only making it difficult for people to find refuge in America, a country that was founded in finding refuge, you're also making it difficult to be American overseas. And the only way we don't get stoned when we go overseas is for once our brown skin saves us. You know, like... <laughs> for once. Yeah. Well, well I, I don't know about that because they can tell you're American. They can tell you're American overseas. Not me. They think I'm Mexican, so I'm good to go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like how Indian. They can definitely tell that. They can definitely tell. I was walking across uh, on a bridge across the paddy field in India, and I had... Indian clothes on. I even had, I had Indian jewelry on. I even had a bindi, and I, you know, it was the confidence with which I walked. <laughs> and these two paddy field workers go, America, America. That they they saw <laughs> me and my mom and my aunts who were from India. They saw us walking. We were going to church. Uh, not a single word of which I understood <laughs> because I'm a shitty Indian who doesn't know my own. <laughs> oh, I the debate continues. Mm -hmm. Give me a point. Put a point on that post-it. So, <laughs> I, you know, they, they, anyway, why are we even discussing this? I, I, I digress. Brown skin saving Brown us. Brown skin saving us. I, I, I'm dumbfounded. I'm dumbfounded. So, I, this is just another reason why we have this podcast. Because we really need each other. Oh, wait, what did we not talk about that for this week? Oh, uh, the list of immigrant crimes? Oh, Yes. Yes, it's like a binder full of women, except with immigrant criminals. Um, mm. Not clear yet on whether that's all immigrants or just illegal immigrants. And not clear who's going to lead the charge to do a native-born crime list. Because if it's... I mean, somebody can write an algorithm to pull all the police blotters from major American cities, right? Because that's Crime Stoppers articles are native-born crime most of the time, right? Like, I don't understand what that's going to accomplish and why people think... 
What it accomplishes is propaganda and making people think that it's well, only immigrants who commit crimes. Right, so you have a list, so what are you going to do with the list? Like, if you're going to do something, have a purpose to it. There's no purpose to it. The like, purpose like, is just to inundate people with the news of the terrible things immigrants are doing in this country. Okay, I guess my disconnect is the fact that I still harbor beliefs that not all people are that stupid, but I'm being proven wrong on a daily basis. Oh, yeah. Which is weird for me because I don't like people and I assume they are stupid, but I just don't assume they're unintelligent. I guess I'm going to have to make that assumption now. Yep. We need each other. We need to be with each other. We need to find each other and stick together. And again, that's one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast. And, and I agree. And another aspect of it, I mean, self-care people is going to be very important during this time. Yes. And even if it's buying full calorie soda for the week for the fridge when you always drink diet, whatever you need to make you feel better enough that your energy isn't sapped, that your mental health is where it needs to be, um, you know, do it. Short of harming other people, do it. <laughs> Can we end on a positive note and talk about the, the great things, the uplifting things that we saw today? Yeah, yes. um, I do want to uh, add to Pooja real quick. Um, self-care. <clears throat> you cannot fight for others in this country if you've got nothing for yourself. So you've got to eat well, you've got to exercise, you know, take a bubble bath, and hang out with your friends, do things for yourself creatively. And sleep. And sleep a lot. Because sometimes these protests, it is what, past midnight right now? Yeah. And we left there at 1245. 12 something. Yeah. So, yeah, so sometimes these protests and people were there since 6 p.m. Still yeah, I feel like a jerk because I got to tell you, there was a toddler asleep on the floor. No, not even asleep yet, actually. Mm-hmm. And she was maybe two, and her older brother was still awake. so excited still to be awake, awake past their bedtime. Still awake, still completely engrossed in whatever he was watching on the tablet, but clapping every time the crowd burst oh, into applause. Yeah. The little kids were cute. Yeah. So, uh, Andre, start us off on the positive note. That, that was kind of my positive note. Oh. With all the, the kids and... I told Pooja when we were there that part of me, before we got there, was thinking that this was going to be all young people from social media, yeah. and I was really, really kind of uh, in awe to see what a diverse crowd there really was. My, um, it was kind of awesome. My favorite protesters, other than us, were, <laughs> were, were, were the old Indian couple <laughs> yes. who literally came there dressed very dapperly, like they both had pristine no flyaway hair. I've never <laughs> had that in my life. Um, the woman just looks so debonair. I'm pretty sure if I asked her, her lipstick was Ruby Woo from MAC. <laughs> and her little salwar kameez and their light jackets. Sitting there like they were the queen and she king. Was king of the protest. The yeah. Well, he sat there towards the end. When you went to charge your phone, he was sitting mm-hmm. next okay. to Legs crossed with a sign that said, for the love of humanity, um, and just sat there, and I don't know if, I wish I had gone up and talked to them. Is this your first protest? Why are you here? Just like the silent, sentinel presence of them kind of made you feel like, oh, Grandma and Grandpa are here too. Yeah. Like, this touches every generation. Yeah, but everybody. I mean, and for me to say this, my grandparents, well, I only have one grandparent. Well, no, I have, both of my grandmothers are alive. But they would have never done something like this, let alone just come sit up there without young people around them and just post up and be like, all right, what? You know, like, <laughs> I want to be them when I get older. Like, that's amazing. I, like, they were my favorite. They were my joy for today. 
And there was a Muslim family that uh, we walked in with. Mm-hmm. They, the the man, the two women mm-hmm. wearing jobs and pushing a stroller. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I think my favorite part was it was empty where we entered. It was empty where we entered, and we and and part of me thought, what, where, where, you know, I, my friend, uh, well, Jillian, she's probably still there at the airport. Jillian sent a message uh, on Facebook or said, made a status about it. We're all in this uh, baggage claim. And I said, we'll be there. You know, we'll see you in a second. What do we need to bring? Yada, yada, yada. And we entered in another part of the airport. And it was quiet. You all remember that? Mm-hmm. And we just turned the corner and it was noise. Yep. It was a wall of noise. A wall of noise. Like, I was thinking we were going to have to find an elevator, and all of a sudden we turned a corner, and we're like, oh, there it is. <laughs> and at first, I mean, I got exhausted eventually, but I remember seeing all those people, and I say what I always say in times like this, it's on. Mm-hmm. Shit is on. And that, that uh, feeling, like, we're here. We're here. We're here together. We're here together. And you know what? If you fucked up and didn't vote, now's the time to do something. You know, you. you and if you repentance, oh you know what gosh. I mean. Do some penance. Yes. And I'm, I'm and an agnostic saying that. Former Catholic. I have none of my Catholic things. Anyway, so just yeah, do your penance. Fight with us if you uh, your beliefs align. You know, that's not even penance because you're not, you're not being punished. It's just, you know, like, okay, so now's your time to do right. Now's your time to do right. I call that penance. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not doing anything different than the rest of us have been doing. Right. It's your time to get, carry out, share, you carry your, your share of the load at this point. Step up and join the, join the rest of us. Right. It's not, I, I'm pissed at you, but I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying, uh, Carry the load. Let's go. Let's do this. Carry the load. And also, I want to, I, personally, I just want to say that if you don't understand the plight of a refugee and if you think this is right, I need you to actually do some research on, on the day in the life of a refugee from when they become displaced to when they're allowed to enter this country. It takes two years of vetting. It takes two years of vetting. It takes being asked to relive horrors. It, you have to triangulate your location when you've been attacked. You have to verify the deaths of family members and that you have nobody left. You have to prove that you have nothing in the world to your name. And we are telling them when they have the slightest sentiment or feeling that maybe normalcy is back on the table as an option for them and their family. We are telling them, sorry, no. And that to me... Go back is an unacceptable value that this nation should never accept. And that is why I was there today. And that is why I find joy in the old people who came and just sat there and was like, no. Like, just silently, just say no. You know, that that speaks volumes. And unfortunately, Miranda, I think that we kind of got upset when we left in the fact that we reached a point where, like, what's the point of this? Like, people can keep showing up we every day. We didn't see the results that we wanted. We, and that's, that we're a product of the instant gratification generation, and that's something that we may need to retrain ourselves on. Mm-hmm. But going back to self-care, you know, always, not only self-care, but always 
look beyond why you're there. Don't be an Instagram activist. Mm -hmm. Always, always consider the human element behind why you're there because there always is one. Mm. Okay, that's my parting message. I think that um, it was okay that we left. First of all, I had nothing left. Mm -hmm. I didn't have anything left. I was miserable the last hour. Not that that is what, I mean, I I could have left an hour earlier than that, but I wanted to stay as long as possible. And I had nothing left. And I think that just kind of lines up with Pooja's message. Take care of yourselves or you'll have nothing to give. And I think that we're going to have to give a lot the next four years if we want to save the best things about this country or eventually at some point redeem them because things are being robbed. We are being robbed of the greatest things about this country. So with that said, uh, you know, I'm proud of, I'm proud that something awful can go on and I will be in a crowd of hundreds of people just moments later. That 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 Trying is to make it right. Trying yeah. to make it right. That is one of the best things about like maybe that is the best thing about being reactionary is the speed in which we can afford to be reactionary mm-hmm. right now. And that I think is very important given the speed in which things are being undone, immediately being questioned, challenged and um, dismantled but then facing a wall of people who can instantly say, not here, not now, not ever. Not ever. You know, and, and we just have to keep, even if, it's like unplugging from social media. You cannot be at every protest. Pick your passions. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're present for those. Donate money where you can. Donate time where you can. But always be feeding the machine because it's going to take a machine to, to, to take this down. And we have the people are the machine, and we got to make sure that our people power stays stays up there. You know, always charged, always ready to go. And feelings will be hurt. Feelings are going to be hurt. You cannot be the peacekeeper in this situation. So be prepared. That's all I got to say. Yeah. And with that said, uh. This has been Miranda and you and Pooja with the Jilted Indian podcast and we will see you again soon. We'll have some content for you soon. And it'll be more upbeat than this. We have <laughs> we have a game plan we think that you guys will enjoy. Yeah, our next topic was going to be fun actually. It yeah. is going to be fun. But civil rights is fun. Civil rights is fun. Civil knowing is fun. knowing that we were there today to stand up for civil rights. That'll help us sleep. A night. little better. A little better. where our people are, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, hey, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. On the jilted Indian, jilted Indian, jilted Indian,